Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. It is my heart to help you all overcome the real life challenges that you are facing, but in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host and life coach, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Ladies, I am so excited about our special guest this week, Mandy Moss. Now, Mandy has been on the Uncommon Team podcast before, and I just love her, and I know that you're going to love her too. So a little bit more about Mandy. Mandy is a Bible teacher, a speaker, a published writer, and the host of the Be the Brave Ones podcast. She is the founder and visionary behind Brave Girls Gather, which is a ministry on a mission to see your generation live out their faith with resilience and courage. She has been championing encouraging and mentoring teens for over a decade. And she wants girls everywhere to know that they have what it takes to live out the purpose God has for their life. Ladies, you are going to absolutely love Mandy and the message that she is sharing today. Mandy, it is so great to have you on the Uncommon Team podcast again. It has been a while since we've had you on. Yes, it has. Oh my goodness. I remember back when we had that original conversation and what a, what a blessing it was. So I'm excited to be here again today. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for the message you have for these girls. <laughs> All right, so to get started, I would love if you could share with these girls just something fun about yourself that not very many people know. I could go in a lot of different directions with this, but I think the direction that I'm going to go in is I'm very adventurous. Like people don't think that I'm the one when, you know, we go, I don't know if I shared this last time too, but when, when we go on vacation, right. As a family, I'm the one that's like, let's go snow tubing down the mountain, you know? And my kids and my husband are like, why would we do that? Like what? No, let's not do that. I'm like, come on guys. I'm, I'm looking up the Groupon, like things to do, like trying to find something exciting in the area to do. And everybody would just rather just hang out, you know, and not really do anything, but I'm, I'm very, I'm an, I'm an adventure seeker. That's, I love it. <laughs> it's awesome. I think our whole family is so very fun. All right. So is there a verse right now that is speaking to you? Definitely. So within the ministry that I operate, we have been talking about making room for Jesus. And the key scripture for our series is revelation three, 14 through 22, But the verse in there that I keep going back to is Revelation 3.20. And it's the verse where Jesus is knocking at the door. If you're listening right now and you're like, I've heard that verse about Jesus knocking at the door. A lot of times it's presented as let him in and like give him your life. That is true. He is saying that. But this verse is set in a section of verses that is a letter to a church. So this is Jesus talking to a church. That means he's already in their heart. Like they've already declared his lordship, but he's knocking at the door saying, let me in. And so it's very convicting because we are the church, right? I'm the church. And I've been sitting in that going, 
Lord, where are you knocking and I'm not letting you fully in, right? Like what place in my heart do you want to come and sit and be with me and help me and change me and transform me? And I think sometimes we don't want to let Jesus in because we know we got a mess, right? But he's not coming in to shame us. He's coming in to change us. And that's why we want to let him in. He wants to transform us. So that verse says, he says, I'm gay though I stand at the door and knock to the one who lets me in. I want to come in and sit with them and eat with them and them with me. In the next verse, he says that to whoever conquers, he will grant them to sit with him on his throne. That's a mighty promise that when we say, yes, Lord, I let you in, it's not just we're letting him into our home and into our heart, but he's opening the door to heaven and saying, you get a seat here with me. Yeah, I so love that. There's so much about that verse that I love, but it also shows how much of a gentleman that God is. Like he sits there and he waits for us to open it up. He doesn't just barge in and say, okay, you need to do this. <laughs> it's like his heart is just so pure and just so caring and so loving. And have you ever heard my daughter shared this with me recently? And I'm sure some of your listeners probably know what this means, but it's called being a pick me when someone's acting like a pick me. Have you ever heard that? I have not. No. So what it means is, is if someone's acting like a pick me, it means that they're wanting to be picked. They're wanting to be chosen. They're wanting to be seen. So if you're with a group of people and someone's kind of like trying to stand out, they're acting like a pick me. And so I was in this conversation with my daughter and I was like, we all can be that way. We all can have this place in our heart where we're like, Hey, pick me, like, see me. I want to be seen. I want to be invited. I want to be noticed. And it's pride in our heart, right? But I was thinking about Jesus. I'm staring at a door in my house right now. And I'm like, I'm picturing him outside of that door. And when I feel like I want to be a pick me, Jesus is at the door and he's just gently knocking going, hey, pick me. But he's not being a pick me. He's saying, pick me so that you can come and be seen by me. So you can stop trying to be seen by them. So he's the answer to our pick me syndrome. Yeah. So good. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was so good. So can you share with these girls a little bit about your story? So where you were before you decided to go all in with Jesus and Mm -hmm. what made you take that decision, that step? And then where has God brought you since then? Well, before I made the decision to go all in, I was in a very broken place. I was not following Jesus. Jesus had no seat at my table. It was all about Mandy. It was all about what I thought I needed. I was fiercely independent. I wanted to make it in life. And I wanted to show everybody that I didn't need anybody because so many somebodies had failed me, had let me down. The people who were supposed to care for me didn't give me the care that I needed. Those who were supposed to love me didn't love me like I needed to be loved. And so I went inward and I became incredibly self-absorbed as a teenager because of something that happened as a young teenager that severed my trust in the adults in my life. It severed my trust in God. And so what happened is I just went into this form of self-protection of, I got to protect myself. I can do this. I don't need anybody. I don't need God. I can just go and do this. But what happened is I made an incredible mess of my life. On the outside, it looks good. Like if you were watching my life back then and you weren't following Jesus, you'd be like, oh man, Mandy, she's got it together. She's got this great job. And I was a single mom for a season there too. I have a whole story. We could be here a long time, Jamie. But at the end of the day, what I want to convey is that I looked like I had it all together on the outside, but on the inside, I was a wreck. 
I was a complete and utter mess. And so I had this coming to Jesus moment, literally in the middle of the night. It was around 2 a.m. I was in my bathroom and I was not hugging the porcelain throne. As some might say, I was just crying in a puddle of tears. And I kind of felt a little bit like the woman at the well who was just crying out to God. I hadn't talked to God in a really long time, but asking God, God, what's going on here? What's wrong with my life? Why am I here? And that's when I said, okay, I'm in. Like, I know what I need and I need God back in my life. Starting back with that decision um, that night when I cried out to God and said, you know, what's going on here? I, I literally describe it as feeling kind of like a movie screen of my life came up in front of me. And I saw like these flashbacks of these places where I had encountered immense pain and where I had made decisions that were contrary to who God called me to be. I knew that God was with me in that bathroom. He was with me in my tears and he was showing me what I needed was him. And so when I made that decision, it wasn't like I'm all in and now I'm just going to like go find a church and like start reading my Bible and start praying. But I, it was a decision of my heart and the grace of God began to carry me in that decision and help me to take the next step. So a few months later, I got involved in a church and then I started going to church on Sunday and then I started going to church on Wednesday and then I started doing a Bible study and just layers of learning more and more about following Jesus. And then I had a woman in my life who saw me and knew me and invested in me and taught me what it meant to actually follow Jesus, not just show up to church on Sunday, but actually what it looks like to be his follower. And that's when I began to experience incredible freedom, the freedom that we read about in the gospel, the freedom that we read about in God's word. I began to experience it because I actually began to live it. And my life is completely transformed today. I am nowhere near. I'm unrecognizable to that girl who was crying in the bathroom floor. Life isn't perfect. Life is hard. There's struggles, but there's always hope now. I'm always moving in a direction, a forward direction of hope with purpose. Tell us a little bit about what you do with Brave Girls Gather, because that kind of plays into your story and like what you're doing today. Yeah. So in 2015, God gave me this vision to not leave his daughters behind. And I knew what he meant. He meant the next generation because there was this big divide. There was this chasm that separated the generations. I, I had my generation and we're running hard and fast after Jesus. And I see girls running after Jesus. And I see some girls who want to run after Jesus, but they're broken. They're like me, you know, like they've had these things that have happened. And I saw the answer being that these generations are supposed to come together. Like, Younger is supposed to inspire older, and older is supposed to encourage and champion younger. And it's something that's missing a lot in our church culture, even. You know, we have our youth ministry, we have our women's ministry, and those two don't cross a lot. So God gave me this vision to create tools and resources that help women connect and engage with the girls around them, to give girls a space to talk about life and faith openly and honestly, to express doubt to talk about where they see God moving, to talk about hard things, to process hard things in light of truth and hope, in light of the gospel. And the reason why I felt like God was putting this vision on my heart is because that's what I had experienced. I just didn't experience it as a teenager. I experienced it in my late 20s when I met this woman at church who gave me a space to talk and learn and process what happened in my teen years in light of God's character and helped me separate. Like a lot of times listeners, girls, someone will do something to us as a Christian and we can accidentally attach God to their behavior. And God and people are different. God does not sin. God is good. That woman helped me process those hard, difficult things that people did to me in light of Jesus and showed me who God's character was 
And that helped me trust him. Yeah, I so love that. I know this week I had somebody write in to me and asked, I don't really feel like I have anybody to talk to. Who do I go to talk to when I'm walking through some challenging times? What would you say to somebody who asked that question? First thing I would say is there's somebody and they're already in your life because God gives us a promise to give us everything we need for life and godliness. And his design for life and godliness is that we would have someone a little bit older than us or a lot older than us who sees us, knows us, hears us. So that person is already there. Most likely, as a 99% of the time, the person is there. You just don't have eyes to see them. And so the first thing I would tell you to do is to pray and write it down. Write your prayer down in a prayer journal and let God know, God, I need a space. I need a godly woman who will hear me, see me, know me, invest in me. And keep praying that prayer each day. Ask him for the eyes to see and the feet of readiness to see this woman when he has placed her in front of them. And girls, once he has placed that woman in front of you, you got to be brave. And you got to say, hey, do you think maybe we could grab coffee sometime or some froyo or boba tea or whatever, whatever you like or whatever you think they like? Or do you think that maybe even I could come over to your house and help you with something? I'm really big about serving. Like, how can you serve them? If there's a way for you to serve them, if you see like this, if this is a woman in ministry, you could even say, hey, I'm wondering if I could help you with something. And while I'm helping you, if we could talk, because there's some things that I would love to share with you, I could use somebody to talk to. If a girl said that to me, I could use somebody to talk to, I would be like honored. Like you need somebody to talk to and you chose me. Oh my gosh, let's talk. I would feel the same way. And I know being in youth ministry, I could tell you every single one of the ladies in youth ministry would feel the same exact way. (laughs) We would all be honored. Now, I know that you have a message for these girls from those verses in Revelation that you were talking about earlier. So I'm going to go ahead and let you share with them what is on your heart. Yeah. So these verses, what they lead me to consider and what I want to place out in front of you girls to consider is what does it look like for you right now to make room for Jesus? First examining, am I making room? How am I making room? And then taking a look at, is there opportunity for more room for Jesus? In these verses, it's Revelation 3, 14 through 22. It's a letter to the church of Laodicea. And this church can be most compared to the American church today. Jesus is writing them a letter and he's saying, hey, this letter is from the amen, the faithful and true one, the beginning of God's creation. And so that lets us know the one who's knocking on the door is the one who we stamp on the end of our prayers. When we say amen, we are saying, Jesus, let it be. And he's saying, I'm the one who wants to talk with you right now. I want to have a conversation with you, church. I want to have a conversation with you. And he says that he's the true and faithful witness. And who can we find today that is true and faithful, right? We're human. We fail. Even the most truest and faithful people let us down at times. But he's saying, I'm the one who's always true. I have all the answers. And then he says he's the beginning of God's creation, meaning that he was there in the beginning. He was there before we were born. He was there when we were born. He's seen the whole story of creation. He knows the whole plan. This is who wants to come and sit with you. This is who wants to sit with me. And that's amazing to think about. The one who has all this power and all this might, he wants to come in and talk with me. And so let's consider that when we think about making room for Jesus. He's the one who wants to come in. And he tells his church, he says, you think you're rich, but you're actually pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. And that's kind of hard to hear, but he uses the words, you don't realize that you are. And I think that that's really important for us because I think there's a lot of places where we don't 
realize that we're buying into these ideas that make us feel like we have what we need. Or we buy into what the world has to sell us when it comes to saying, if you have this thing, then you'll be worth something, right? Like if you wear these kind of shoes, or if you carry this kind of water bottle, like it'll be important. And we get caught up in that feeling like we need those things to feel significant. And those are places where Jesus is saying, I want to counsel you to buy from me. Stop buying what the world is selling you because it's leaving you feeling empty. And he's saying, in order for me to give you what I have to offer and in order for you to buy from me, you need to sit with me. And if we back up into the verse just before that, he tells the church, he says, you're not hot and you're not cold. He says, you're lukewarm. And because you're lukewarm, I want to spit you out of my mouth. And sometimes we think lukewarm, we might think room temperature, water. Lukewarm is kind of like that right before hot. Lukewarm water doesn't go down very good. And actually, if you look up some of the historical context behind these verses in that time, medics would give patients lukewarm water to actually make them throw up if they were sick. And so Jesus was speaking a language that they could understand when he said that. And so that's a heart check for us to go, am I cold? Am I hot or am I lukewarm? Jesus says, I wish you were one or the other. Like, stop being in between. And I think that what we can be most guilty of here in America is being in between, like having one foot in, thinking that we are followers of Jesus because we have said that we believe in some things, but we're not actually living it out every day like it's true. And so Jesus says, stop buying these lies, stop buying these things that you think make you feel important and rich. And he says, buy for me. And he says, buy three things for me. The first thing he says to buy from him is gold refined by fire. And if you think about it, girls, what can you possibly, like even look around you right now, what can you hold in your hands right now where if there was a fire, it would not burn up? Not much of anything, but it can't take out gold. Gold cannot be destroyed by fire. And so Jesus is saying, what I have to give you, the world can't destroy. Okay, that Stanley cup can be destroyed. That Lululemon bag can be destroyed. But he's saying what I give you cannot be destroyed. It's indestructible. And then he says, buy from me white garments to clothe your nakedness, to clothe your shame. Girls, where else in the world can you go to clothe your shame? There's no other place to go to deal with our shame. And if we don't deal with our shame, we become destructive like I was when I was a teenager. We start making bad choices. We don't even realize we're making these choices that we wouldn't be making if we had just dealt with our shame. And Jesus is the only place to do that. And then finally, the final thing that he says to buy is salve or ointment for your eyes because the world blinds us. We can't see what Jesus sees if we're not making room for Jesus and sitting with Jesus. He's going, come and let me sit with you because I want to help you get like the decoder glasses to figure out what's going on in the world. So you can look and go, that's the world. That's God. That's Jesus. That's a person. He wants you to be able to dissect what you're seeing so you can manage your feelings and your emotions, calm your anxieties and trust in him so you can live confidently and courageously. Yeah, I love that. And I want to go back to something that you said and just explain it a little bit more. You're talking about how Jesus says, I want you to be either hot or cold. And you might be thinking, well, cold, that sounds like not a good thing, but it actually is a good thing. So that word cold, because they walked everywhere. Whenever they would like walk up the mountains at the top of the mountain, they would have a cold, refreshing drink that they would give them. And so if you're cold, it means that you're refreshing. You refresh other people. And then that hot obviously is like on fire for God. You also talked about like those like decoder glasses. Can you go into that a little bit more detail? Like what does that look like for these girls? 
When you go to the word, we need the word. The word is alive and active. It is the truth that has stood the test of time. Isn't it crazy to think that this book has made it thousands of years and that we are still as the church looking at it, reading it. It is our guiding light, our lamppost. It hasn't changed. It is God's word made manifest. In John chapter one, it says that the word became flesh. That means that like the pages of the book like literally became a person and that was Jesus. And so when we say make room for Jesus, when we get with the word of God, that's like sitting with Jesus. Jesus right there. We're going to bring him into the picture. If we're not sitting with the word of God, I'm not going to say that you can't make room for Jesus in a lot of other ways because you can, but you need the word of God. And when you go to the word of God, pick a section of scripture to read, sit down with that scripture. And when you're looking at that chapter and you're reading it, I want you to ask yourself a few questions. Number one, what does this scripture teach me about God? Write it down. Number two, what does it teach me about people? And this is in every scripture you look at, girls. You're going to see it. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, that's God. That's people. Write down, what does this teach me about people? Why this is helpful to you is because when you look up from the word and you go into your day, you'll be like, well, that's God. That's people. That's the world. That's what the world is doing and saying. And that's what God is doing and saying. So you're able to have that discernment. The number one thing, girls, that you need right now, besides Jesus as your Lord and Savior, is cultural discernment that comes from God being your Lord and Savior. You need to know what the lies are from the truth, and you cannot get it any other way than sitting in God's Word. There are two more questions I want you to ask. I want you to ask yourself, what stands out to me? God, what do you want me to see here? And then the final question, what do you want me to do about it? How do you want me to respond to what you just showed me? So that we don't just read a good scripture and like go about our day, but we actually have an action step to follow. I love that. I love those questions. I think those questions are very vital. James talks about how we need to not just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. You know, God brought us here for a reason. There's a purpose that every single one of us are here and it's to reach people. And, you know, sometimes I think we look at people as like our enemies, but they're our mission field and they need Jesus. I love this message that you shared. I just am so thankful to have you on. How can these girls connect with you? I am on Instagram at Mandy Moss. If you're not on social media, bravo to you. We have tools and resources on our website, bravegirlsgather.com. And we also have a podcast as well. It's called Be the Brave Ones. We just released a series on making room for Jesus. It's a four-part series. We talk with different women from of different ages and life stages about the scripture that I just talked about today. And we go into some more extensive detail on that. You can also find on the Brave Girls Gather website, if you go to the Discipleship Tools page, there is something called the Halo Method. And that is what I just kind of mapped out for you when you read the word. If you're like, I need something that reminds me of that. I need like a printed handout where I can remind myself of that, go to bravegirlsgather.com, go to the discipleship tools page and print up the halo method. I love that. And I will include those in the newsletter so that they can get to those resources a lot easier. And ladies, I do highly recommend listening to the podcast because Mandy and the other ladies that are on this podcast, they have such a message of hope for your generation and then how you can connect with others. And so Mandy, thank you so much for being a part of the Uncommon Team podcast. It was an absolute pleasure to be here. And I would like to give your listeners a free gift. If they go to bethebraveonesgift.com, they can enter their email there and they'll get a free gift sent to their inbox. Thanks for having me. Ladies, wasn't that an incredible message? I hope that this episode encouraged you this week. Now, if you're listening to this episode and maybe you're thinking to yourself, I'm like Mandy was, I'm broken. I'm a mess. I don't know where to go from here. I encourage you, just like Mandy did, 
Call out to God. He wants more than anything to start a relationship with you. He loves you so very much. It doesn't matter what you've done in your past. It doesn't matter what was done to you. God loves you. If you want to learn more about what it means to start a relationship with Jesus, I want to encourage you to head on over to uncommenting.com and in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen, you'll see a yellow chat button. Click that button and let me know that you would love to know more about what it means to start a relationship with Jesus. All right, ladies, I want you to repeat after me and I want you to mean it with all your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week and we'll see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know how incredibly loved by God that you really are. Repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I would love to personally invite you to join us this July 19th and 20th for Uncommon Teen Live 2024. Woohoo! Being a teen girl today is tough. Being a Christian teen girl today is even more challenging. But God has given you everything you need to not just survive this crazy world, but to soar. At this year's conference, we're going to be talking about how to become free from anything that is holding you back from being all that it is that God has created you to be. And for those of you who have not been to Uncommon Teen Live before, you get to be a part of our live Ask Me Anything session. Ladies, throughout the whole conference, I have a box set up where you can ask your questions. And then on Saturday, the second day of the conference, we set aside a special session just to answer as many questions as we possibly can. And ladies, I would love to invite you to be a part of our live podcast recording at the conference venue itself. Ladies, last year we tried this and I don't know what happened, but the recording disappeared. This year it's not happening. We are going to record live and in person at Uncommenting Live, and I would love for you all to be a part of this episode. So if you have not gotten your tickets yet, head on over to Uncommenting Live, grab your tickets today. And real quick, I just want to say thank you to those of you who prayed for us about our venue. After a couple of venues fell through for Uncommenting Live, I knew that God was going to do something big. And he really was. He was working behind the scenes even when we didn't see it. We found a venue that is amazing. The owners are amazing. They love the heart behind Uncommon Teen. I'm so excited because there's something even better that I want to share with you, but I can't share with you yet. Ah. (laughs) So stay tuned because I've got some really awesome news about this conference that you're going to love. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for your prayers. Know that they are heard, that God listens to you, and I'm just excited. Continue to pray over this event. God is going to do something miraculous, and I am so excited to get to be a part of it. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time.